Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Caster, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how you doing? I'm good, Adam. How are you? You know what we're 12 days away from, Mr. Birdsall? Oh, don't even test me. <laughs> don't even test me. We are 12 days away until Mercury is finally in retrograde. Oh, what a time. What a time we are in the countdown. Oh, my goodness. You've even gotten me into it. Because usually this is, a, this is a thing that you do. What can I say? I guess I can, I will eventually be able to blame this on Mercury being in retrograde. You might be able to. With the performance of the New York Jets last night, maybe they won't have seven personal fouls when Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah. They're maybe turning, Greg Williams yeah. and Adam Gaze will be fired when Mercury goes into retrograde. That'd be nice. Hopefully That before. would be super. Mr. Birds, it's... Let's just, then, well, you might, you mentioned it. Let's, let's just go into Thursday Night Football. Let's do it. Bird, are the Jets turning to the Knicks right before our very eyes? Um, that's a tough question because I think, I think the Knicks have like a foundation set for the See, future. See, that's the, the Jets are the only team that I root for that has basically no upside right now. Uh, yeah. Men City, they're, they are reloading constantly and they're super rich. The Mets, have a really good core and are getting a new owner. The Rangers have the first overall pick and a really good core that and they made the the pseudo playoffs. And the Knicks have a high lottery pick and they have some nice pieces to build around and a proven coach that has had success in the, in the NBA. I don't know if you want to go really talking about the coach avenue with the Knicks, but no. Well, conti- continue. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau has had more success in his league than Adam Gaze has had in his. Fair. Tom Thibodeau made it to a conference finals, and meanwhile, Adam Gase has never won a playoff game. Well, you can say that, that both those coaches are riding off the coattails of somebody else. Tom Thibodeau, you could say, is still riding on the coattails of Derrick Rose, and you could say for Adam Gase, he's still riding on the coattails of Peyton Manning. Yes. So. But anyway, the, the Knicks do have pieces. They, oh, yeah. No, they do. They do. You know, Mitchell Robinson looking really good. R.J. Barrett's developing. They have a high draft pick. They just need Giannis. That's really yeah. what they need. That's yeah, exactly. Just need Giannis. But the Jets, the Jets have nobody. I will tell you, when Troy Aikman said that Sam Darnold broke his collarbone, he thought that Sam Darnold broke his collarbone. I was ready to go into the fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you would have the elite Joe Flacco as your starting quarterback. Yes. That's exactly what guy. That was literally, I felt like, I don't even know. I, I was like white. I was paler than I usually am. When he was like, Troy Aikman was like, oh yeah, I broke my collarbone before. And it looks like he broke his collarbone. I was like, "Mm, why? (laughs) But anyway. Overall though, the game was, was, it was better than I expected. Yes. I shouldn't say better. Better is, is a bit Closer of a stretch. than I expected. Bit of a stretch. It was more entertaining than I expected. Like it wasn't an eyesore. Last week was an eyesore with the Dolphins and the Jaguars. That was terrible. This game was actually entertaining. I mean, it went down to the wire. Big, big moments, big plays. And you had a coach fight at the end of the game. That was yeah, great. Coach fight. Because Greg great. Williams is a scumbag. And Adam Gaze is also a scumbag. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Adam Gaze calling the two timeouts allowed Greg Williams to go ahead and do that. They're both, they're both scumbags. So Adam Gage is an accomplice to Greg Williams. And I don't, know, I don't know if you've been on Twitter at all today. I'm sure you have. I think the words accomplice to Greg Williams are probably some of the, the most damning phrase in the NFL. <laughs> like I said, I don't know if you've been on Twitter today, but Greg Williams is taking a fucking beating today. Well, I mean, this is the guy. I'm surprised that Frank Gore can even look at Greg Williams. And they're on and the same not wrong. Team. And they're on the same football team. Not wrong. I mean, poof. It was, it was a mess. What that happened? End, that end of the game. I feel like, I mean, penalties have been a problem for the Jets since like two coaches ago. I mean, this is, this is a problem late in the Ryan years. And it was very, very, very much a problem with Todd Bowles. But I feel like last year, there weren't, too many penalties the Jets defense was actually pretty good is it I mean is this a Jamal Adams thing the fact that Jamal Adams isn't there I don't know if the defense has really regressed so heavily I I think it's just a matter of these young players trying to make a name for themselves and just trying to do too much and going at 100 instead instead of you know just going at you know 90 you know it's really what it takes because let's just face it the Broncos offensive line Brett Ripien had problems all night the Jets' pass rush was 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 really good. I mean, I, I was very impressed by what the Jets' defensive line brought last night. But the problem was they just took so many freaking penalties. Yeah. Quinn, Quinn and Williams had, what, three separate penalties? Quinn and Williams, I think Quinn and Williams really lost the game for the Jets. Probably. Probably and, right. You know, could have had Josh Allen. Could have had the other Josh Allen. I, I know you, we're going to talk about we're talking about the Jets, but I think I need to point out. Holy fuck! What a catch by Jerry Judy! I know. Holy fucking shit! Should have been a pick. Oh, it I should mean, have been a pick. It was no a doubt. Great, it was a great. It was a great play, though. It was a really Boston. good play. Jerry Judy mossed Pierre Desir. Yeah, good but then Pierre Desir made up for it later. So yeah, I mean, what a tale. Just the, the ebbs and flows of a football game. Pierre Desir can get mossed and get mossed, have a toe tap interception and a pick six all in the same game. Some would call it the uh, Pierre Desir hat trick. Yeah. You have the Gordie Howe hat trick and now the Pierre Desir hat trick. Yeah. God, is this going to become now the Logan Paulson stat line? <laughs> <laughs> One the Moss. Pierre Desir hat trick. <laughs> Wait. Moss, tiptoe interception, pick six. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if uh, Moss is going to be a new uh, stat category. I think it, it actually. I think it is an unofficial stat. How many Moss? How many Mosses per game? Mosses I, per it season. might be an unofficial stat. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, Sam Donald. Listen, I texted you this after the touchdown run that he had. Mm-hmm. Sam Donald is not the problem in this team. No, no, he's not the problem. And for the people that want to get rid of Sam Darnold, I don't know what you're, what you're looking at. Sam Darnold's trying his damnedest. The guy's playing yeah. with half a shoulder, one and a half shoulders. I mean, I look at it as I think Sam Darnold last night just realized that there are moments where as a starting quarterback in the National Football League, especially a young one, where you have to go and take matters into your own hands. And Sam Darnold, I think, finally realized that he has to be a bit more aggressive. Use your feet more often. 
And that touchdown run was a, it was a thing of fucking beauty. Love that. That was that was gorgeous. It was like a running back out there. I was like, Sam Darnold, where where did this come from? The funniest part was it looked like he was going to slide, and then he just kept going. Well, right. There was one corner um, in the second or third level during that run where. I think he may have just given up on the play or something like that. I don't know. He, I because think he thought he, that Sam was, was going to slide, but then right. he Right, just he kept got going. out of the way yeah. because he thought that Sam was going to go down and he didn't want to take a penalty. And well, Sam that's didn't like go hit, down and he just had know, an open lane right into the end zone. That, that, was, that, was, uh, that was that. That was the problem with like the hit, one of the hits on Ripien when he was sliding where it's like, you did even Troy Aikman met, mentioned it on the broadcast. Like, how do you even like? It's so hard to tell when quarterbacks are really going to slide or not. You have to really have either anticipate or um, I don't even know. You have to make super split second uh, decisions yeah. with physics in play <laughs> as well. Yeah, and I'll, I'll keep a quick story before we uh, move on. And I'm sure you want to talk about Jameson Crowder, um, friend of a friend had 40 bucks on Sam Darnold scoring the first touchdown. He ended up winning 940. Wow. Yeah. I'll do it. Lucky. Yep. Is that passing or rushing or just? No. Just rushing? Sam Darnold being the guy to score. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So rushing touchdown for Sam Darnold. That, that's, that's a bit, that's a bold strategy. Good, good on him. Bold strategy, Kyle. On them, yeah. So yeah, Jameson Crowder had a great game. I mean, yeah, shows shows what happens when you have uh, real receivers. Uh, hopefully, uh, Rashad Perriman and Lev Bell are going to come back in Week Five against the Cardinals after that's the, the uh, that's the plan right now. After the mini buy, and maybe also Denzel Mims. Yeah, yeah, so. Mims. I don't know if that's legit, one hundred percent going to happen. But the plan right now is for uh, Perryman and Le'Veon Bell to be back in, in week five, which is, which is good news for, uh, for the New York Jets. Yeah, because I, I can talk about this for like an entire show, and I won't because we have other stuff to get to. This is, is going to be a, lo- a long one as usual with the previews. But I'll just say that there, this is the, there was a lot of tantalizing potential. Like you see that this team can – can do some really great things, but then it's the same issues that keep showing up yep. with the with the penalties, the poor coverage, the red zone play calling. I mean, seriously, guys. Frank, you're just going to keep running with Frank Gore up the middle and to the left. It's not working. Try something else. I think next week with Le'Veon Bell, hopefully it, it means that you can vary it like uh, vary up the play calling, but, but who even knows? Adam Gaze doesn't know how to use, how to use Le'Veon Bell. And I'm surprised that he's not getting fired today. And Greg Williams is not getting fired today after I the think, capitulation. I think it's a matter of Joe Douglas knowing that there's no other coach out there right now that he could just go and pluck. That could just be the head coach of the Jets. So I think he's just willing to just say, you know what? Let Adam Gaze's reputation burn. Then we can his ass at the end of the year, and then they get a new coach when they have the second or third overall pick. Well, I think this team reminds me 
of, let's take us back to the year of our birth, 1996. <laughs> the year of our Lord, 1996? I was barely alive during the, uh, the season that we don't talk about, 19, the 1996 Jets that went 1-15 under Rich Cotite. And could you believe me if I told you that two years, two years later, that team went to an AFC championship game? No. And we're about a quarter and a half away from going to a Super Bowl and probably winning because it was against the Falcons. What the Jets need in their next head coach, we can talk about this later, but I'll just say they need somebody like a Bill Parcells because Bill Parcells is the reason that they made it. They had a great turnaround in 97 and then went to an AFC championship game in 98 because this team needs discipline, needs a disciplinarian. I would say Tom Coughlin would be a guy but I mean, Tom Coughlin already has made him a name for himself in New York. So I don't think it'd be a bit weird having him on the sidelines for the Jets. But just somebody like that. Somebody like, I mean, if Mike Zimmer ends up getting fired by the Vikings, there's a chance that he could be available. We just need somebody to, you know, to whip the team into shape and cut down on the dumb penalties, the dumb decisions. Save the offensive guru for the coordinator position. And we need somebody that is a good team builder. And that's where I think Joe Douglas has to come into this because I think he, I don't want to say it's a pivotal point for the Jets because it's not. I think the Jets have at least three or four years before we're talking about them being a, a legit contender for a potential playoff spot. But... I see the potential for Joe Douglas when he gets his own guy, when he gets his his say in what goes on. Because right now, it's very clear that he has no say. So it seems to me like the Jets are just going nowhere fast, and they need to get a guy. And, and listen, I know that there seems to be this, I guess some people, I, I would call it ridiculous connection. And I guess you can call it, it's kind of like there seems to be like a tribalism when it comes to draft picks and free agent signings. And that's, it's not just for, for football. That's with any sport where, you know, as fans of a particular team, you're going to back your big ticket free agents and your big ticket draft picks in hopes that they pan out. And you, you know, you need to look at things through a pretty, non-biased scope and you have to say that Sam Darnold for as much hype as he's had he had coming in and for what he's been so far while we've seen flashes from Sam Darnold it, it hasn't panned out and I'm not exactly sure if you go back to that number three pick that the Jets would go that route again well, I think they would probably pick Josh Allen or... I think the Jets would probably end up taking Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. Well, I think, I guess if you want to go through the entire... If, if we know what we know now, I think the Browns would probably pick Lamar Jackson first. Yep. If, and then the Jets would probably pick like either Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen. Or Saquon Barkley. Or Saquon. Well, would the Giants pick Saquon second? I think the Giants would probably end up t- would probably just take Josh Allen. Oh, then I mean the Jets needed a quarterback in that draft. I think they so would you, probably could, you could have taken uh, you could have taken Barkley. You could, it's 
You could have. Well, I guess you could have taken Barkley and kind of rut it out with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. At that point. Anyway, we, unfortunately, to, I don't know how many Broncos fans listen to this podcast, but we just barely talk about your team in this game that they won. Well, we talk about them, but when Adam just starts talking about the Jets, it just becomes a long-winded ensemble. It happens. Um, great game for Melvin Gordon. Great game for Jerry Judy as well. Tim Patrick had a really good game as well. Tim Patrick looked good. Yeah, he looked yeah. really good. Noah Fant was carted off in this game. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about that being an ankle injury. Um, it just, the, the body blows just keep on coming for the Denver Broncos. Uh, right now, it looks like the number one tight end for this offense is going to be Nick Vanette. Going forward, I would say that he's probably not worth adding. But I think this whole offense does get a boost next week when Drew Locke comes back. I would say Judy now being the number one receiver in this offense, I think he's a high-end flex play going forward. I'll be very curious to see what the Broncos do with split between Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. I think Melvin Gordon has his best game as a Bronco last night against a Jets run defense that is pretty good. You know, you, you, you got to say the Jets run defense is probably the best part of their football team. And Melvin Gordon had an unbelievable game last night against the Jets. So, yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, when we're, you know, putting uh, two and two together, Philip Lindsay comes back next week. Odds are, you know, when he's got, he's going to have an extra 10 days of preparation Odds are Phil Lindsay is going to be back next week. So, you know, what does this Denver rushing attack look like when they go to Foxborough to take on the Patriots? It's going to be very, very fascinating. But, yeah, I would say in deep leagues, if, if Tim Patrick is still available, I would be going and picking him up because I think he can provide a very, very solid floor for uh, your teams as, a, as the number two receiver for the Broncos. So I think he could be a, he could be a flex play going forward i think if, if he can guarantee me four or five catches a week yeah that's that's flex numbers for me all right almost as big as last night's game uh this was from a couple days ago but uh, the steelers and titans we will not be talking about them this week because that game has been moved to uh to later in the season a couple weeks from now i think it's week eight or something like that or week that's nine. their that's their plan they're planning so what they're planning on doing is they're Planning tentatively on playing the game week seven. Oh, I and thought it was so. They're, I thought they were moving around Steelers Ravens, and then what they would do is they're going to make Steelers and Titans have their buy this week. The Titans buy is week seven. The Steelers buy is week eight. Uh, originally scheduled, the Titans would move into week seven. The Steelers would play week seven against Baltimore against Baltimore right that game would be moved the Steelers Ravens game would be moved the Ravens now would have their bye week seven and then the Steelers Ravens would play week eight so Ravens would have a bye week seven Titans Steelers have their bye this week Titans Steelers play week seven Steelers Ravens play week eight but what about oh okay what about Titans Bengals because that's the week eight game. Titans Bengals will go on a schedule. Okay. Titans Titans had their buy regular their regular buy is week seven. Okay. So yeah, that week eight game for the Titans is unaffected as of now. All right. Cool. Cool. So I mean more players tested positive for the Titans. 
which is worth worth mentioning, of course. Um, hopefully, this is one of those things that only really affects the Titans and not anybody else. Yeah, hopefully they can uh, they can definitely keep this outbreak contained. Contained, yeah. Um, hopefully, no more players test positive because really, I mean, as we saw with baseball, one team can really it it has a knock on effect on a lot of other teams. Right, and this could, right, but you have to assume yeah. the NFL. The NFL has a plan in place, and um, you know they're going to go through the necessary precautions. They already have. They've already. Uh, agreed a deal with the NFLPA to continue to expand on daily testing, which is which is good. They've been they're enforcing uh, stricter penalties for missed tests. So um, yeah, it, it really just comes down to these players, you know, getting on board and doing what they have to do in terms of uh, ensuring that they're safe, that their teammates are safe, and that they are playing in conditions that are deemed playable. Yeah. Also, I think that it makes the most sense that they decided to postpone this game early. Yeah. Because yeah. it gives more of a window for recovery for the players that are affected by uh by the virus. Yes, and and it also opens up an opportunity now for the Titans to do what they have to do with their own facility and potentially if needed go get replacements for players that have been diagnosed with with COVID so um, it it was a good move by the NFL uh, doing this when they did and for fantasy from a selfish point of view uh, it was a good move for all of us as well because we were able to make the necessary adjustments that we needed to make instead of getting the news on a Saturday and then waking up on Sunday and having to scramble can you imagine all you have like Derrick Henry, uh, Derrick Henry, Corey Davis, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner. Well, I know, I know a lot owners. of people. I know a lot of people who just set their lineup Saturday night and then Sunday they're ready to go. They don't check. I, I don't know how they do that, but that's what they do. Yeah, but I mean, those people would would be would be having a cow, to use the term from the eighties. And those people don't win fantasy leagues. All right, so now we can actually – thankfully, nothing's going on with the Vikings. We can mention that as well. True. Nothing that we know of, anyway, has been going on with the Vikings. So let's talk about week four, the upcoming games on Sunday. We'll talk about Monday night's game between Atlanta and Green Bay on Monday, as per usual. And let's start off with the Colts and the Bears. And we're actually introducing a new mechanic here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. New little, little wrinkle. We call it the startometer. Oh, a lot of gauges uh, going on, being added to the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show uh, spaceship that we have going on. We are upgrading. Here. We are upgrading into the world. Like, Some podcasts shoot for the moon. We're shooting for fucking Mercury. Yes, interesting. We'd be we'd be flying closer to the sun, but well, sure, we love Mercury. Great, why not? great planet. But, uh, yeah, it's starting – our cockpit here is starting to look like a flight simulator here with all the, uh, all the gauges and meters and, uh, <laughs> and devices. So, anyway, the startometer is on a scale from 0 to 10, and we'll be going player by player as far as fantasy relevance is concerned. 
and giving a zero out of 10 rating as far as whether you should start or sit. I think it's a lot more, you get, you get a lot more room for nuance than a just vanilla run of the mill start set. Yep. Because there have been a lot of times where you'd be like, I don't know. And you wanted to say both words combined, but now you can actually give a, give a number value to it. All right. Yes, so, and, then, and then at the end of the day, if there's uh, players that we are conflicted, conflicted on, uh, we'll be just going and rattling off names that you could potentially uh, start over those guys. Yep. Okay. So Colts bears, like I said, yep. Philip rivers, where is he on the, on the starter meter? Outside of two QB and super flex, probably a four. All right. I would avoid him if you can. Jonathan Taylor. Ah, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, I have him. I have him as a top ten play. I don't have him as high as other people do. But you're you're starting him. All right. Uh, Naeem Hines. PPR, I would say a three. Non PPR, I would say a one. T.Y. Hilton. Two. Okay. Well, Michael Pittman is uh, is out for this game. Yeah. 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 He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Yep. And then Paris Campbell is already I, injured. So I want to see it from T.Y. Hilton. I mean, I'm just so not comfortable with starting him right now. Well, something tells me that you like um, Mo Ali Cox a lot more than T.Y. Yes. Hilton. Yeah. I would say it, it just depends on who else you have on your roster. Um, I would say Mo Ali Cox is probably uh, seven. All right. It, it just depends on who else you have. Yep. As far as the tight ends are concerned, uh, let's see where Mo Ali Cox is ranked here, according to. Um, I can tell you where I have him. Okay. According to Fantasy Pros, he's 18, the 18th ranked tight end. 18 on, on I have him, I have him 16. Okay. So I have him higher. So he's around Jimmy Graham, Chris Herndon, and Jordan Akins. Yeah, I'd rather start Mo Ali Cox over all of them. Yeah. Especially since uh, Chris Herndon played yesterday. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if you're looking at Mo Ali Cox or Evan Ingram, I think of starting Evan Ingram. If you're looking at Dalton Schultz or Moali Cox. I'm starting Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz, I have as a top six play this week. I love him. I love him this week. I would rather I would rather start Dalton Schultz over Darren Waller. All right. So for the Bears, we get a uh, new little thing going on. The Nick Foles experience. He will be starting this week. Uh, Nick Foles, where is he on your starter meter? One. Makes sense. Outside of two QB and Superflex, one. Yeah. David Montgomery. Eight. As the only as the only guy there now? Yeah. Eight. I what about have... Cordero Patterson? Uh zero. Okay. Zero. Um, I have David Montgomery this week as I'm just trying to find him in my ranks. Yeah, I have him pretty much where I have had him the last couple of weeks, which is a top twenty play. So he's a he's an RB two. Alan Robinson? Uh, is there anything I can potentially rank higher than a 10? Um, I, I'll allow it. I, ha I have him, I have him as, a top, uh, as a top seven play. So he's like a nine. Like a nine. Jimmy Graham? You know, 
I think Jimmy Graham's an okay start. I mean, what did I say from Marley Cox? A seven? A something like that, yeah. Seven or an eight? Yeah. I would probably say Jimmy Graham's like a six. All right. He's an okay start. Yeah. Cool. Bears defense, I think they can come down with a takeaway. And I think the Colts defense is all right, too. So, I, I mean, both of them are low streaming options for me. But if they're available, go pick them up. Okay. So, uh, next game is Seattle and Miami. Russell Wilson. Uh, I think the real question is, what week is he not a 10? Yeah, I got nothing. He's always a 10. Start. Yes. So, th- this is the interesting one. So, Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson are both on the injury report. Mm-hmm. Where, what are they, how are they looking for you? Uh, Carson is definitely a question mark. And so is Carlos Hyde. So if neither one of them play, the guy is going to be Travis Homer. And I'm going to be honest. If Travis Homer is the guy, he immediately is a must-start flex for me. Immediately. So I would say for Travis Homer, I, I would say, how about I'll, I'll go with whomever is the starting running back for the Seahawks, I would say they are an eight. Okay. Chris Carson would be a very solid RB2. Carlos Hyde would be a high-end flex. And same with Travis Homer. They would be a high-end flex. I think this matchup against Miami is really, really, really good for them. Moving on, uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I have Lockett and Metcalf right next to each other this week. Lockett I have at number six. Metcalf I have at number five. So, like, at nine. And then uh, Greg Olson and Will Disley. Uh, one. For both? Olson, I think, would be like a, a three. All right. Disley would be like a one. For the Dolphins, Fitz Magic. I'm pretty high on all the Dolphins this week, believe it or not. Uh, Fitzpatrick, I would say that he is probably, for me, I mean, you could definitely start him. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. It just depends, uh, you know, what your other options are. Um, I would say Fitzpatrick's probably like a six. I would start him over Drew Brees. Yeah. If if Michael Thomas is not playing, I'm surprised that the Seahawks defense is is the way it is. Frankly, as as porous as it has been. Yeah, the secondary is a mess. Which is why there's- I think that. I think that you're high on the Dolphins this week is because the Seahawks defense is so porous. Yeah. Miles mm-hmm. uh, Gaskin. Yeah. This is kind of where I, I, I draw the line. Um, I have him as a top 24 play, but I don't love it. Um, I would say he's probably a five. All right. Because I, I just get nervous with him. And I would say he's, I would say seven and non PPR, five and PPR. Well, the thing is, as we saw on Thursday, uh, last Thursday, it seemed that Jordan Howard and Matt Breida were getting most of the goal line work. Yeah, so that, that, that hurts his value big time. And speaking of, are they worth it? Mm. I would probably say Breida more so than Howard if I had to choose, just because I think they're going to be down pretty big in this game and they're going to be throwing, and Matt Breida is more of their pass catching back than Howard is. So. Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. Parker have is like a seven. Preston Williams has like a six, which then, is higher than most weeks. 
Yes. And then Mike Kosicki. Mike Kosicki, I have it a nine. I think Mike Kosicki's a, a really, really good start. And then what about the defenses? Uh, Seattle, so probably an eight. And then Miami's like a zero. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be starting Miami's defense under a lot Against of Russell Wilson? Against yeah. Russell Wilson. Good luck. I would not be. No. Not, no. Absolutely. No, 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 no. I would rather play without a defense than start Miami's defense. You might least, get more points without the defense. That is, that's what I was going to say. I'd rather take the zero than the probably negative 15 that the Dolphins are going to give me. Fair. <laughs> Very fair. All right, next game. Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Oh, God. This is one of those games, man. All right, Gardner Minshew. What did I say, Fitzpatrick? Six? I think you said five or six. Yeah, six. James Robinson. Nine. He's my he's my star of the week this week. All right, and then uh, is so. What's the deal with uh, DJ Chark? He's questionable heading into this week. Hey, I've heard fifty fifty. I've heard there's a shot that he plays. I've heard there's a shot that he doesn't play. If he plays, I would rank him as a top twenty four option. To start him, I would say he's probably on a seven. If he doesn't play and it's Lavisca Chenault or uh, Keelan Cole, I would probably say Chenault is probably like a six. And Chanel, uh, excuse me, and then Keelan Cole is probably a, a five. And then the tight ends, you're not worried. You're not worried about for Jacksonville. I would say, I would say Tyler Eifert revenge game. Tyler Ooh. Eifert revenge game. It is a revenge game. I would not be starting him in fantasy, but in DFS, that's a, that's a different story. Revengeance for Tyler Eifert. Revengeance. Yeah. Joe Burrow. Eight. Hey, I think against, it's pretty. It's pretty yeah, high. Yeah. 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 I have. I have as a top twelve option this week. Low end. Is this the week that Joe Mixon finally gets a touchdown? I freaking hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Season. He's been having not a great season. Fifty-two no. carries for one hundred and sixty-four yards. Oh boy. It doesn't get better from here either because he has he has the Ravens and the Browns coming up. I mean, in that division. Yeah. I would say Mixon this week is probably a seven, but I would be very, very, very concerned if Mixon does not have a good week this week. And and for what it's worth, too, the Jacksonville run defense has been better than expected. They're only allowing 3.2 yards per carry so far this season. So Mixon could struggle here. Mixon could really struggle. And then, uh, so is a- AJ Green good for this game? I guess he's, yep. he's fine. Yep, yeah. he's good. I would say he's probably around a six. I have him outside my top 24. Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd is inside my top 24. I have him as a seven. And then T. Higgins? Like a three. Do you think John Ross is going to be a scratch for this game too? Probably, with the way that uh, that it's looking. Yeah. I would probably say that. I, I, I want to see it again from T. Higgins before I'm going to go and say that Higgins is somewhere in the range of guys you're thinking about starting. And then the defenses aren't really worth a look in this game. I don't know. I'm not crazy about it. No, I'm not either. I would probably, if I had to pick one, I would say the, uh, the Bengals. If there's no DJ Chark, I yep. would, uh, the Bengals probably the one. Hey, um, what did you say about the Jets defense? Not being a good start. I was going to say, I, I was thinking, about, I was like, man, that Jets defense turned out to be pretty good after all. Why couldn't you have predicted a win, Bird? Sorry about that. 
the Grand Wizard only has so many powers. Unbelievable. How could you do this to me? Listen, I only have so many tricks. All right. When I, when I feel a jet's wind coming, I will predict it. Okay. Keep your secrets. Don't worry. It's not coming next week. I didn't think it was coming next week. Okay, good. <laughs> if the Jets beat the Cardinals next week, I, I, I don't even know. I would have a stroke with you. I'd be happy. I'd probably wear my, my Sam Donald jersey on the show, but I mean, it, it, I, I just don't know. I don't know what I would do. Anyway, uh, moving on to the Vikings against the Texans. Two 0-3 teams trying to get right for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins. Negative uh, 55. Yeah, no, definitely not. He's not worth it. Delvin Cook. 10. Adam Thielen. 10. Justin Jefferson. 6. Kyle Rudolph. Negative uh, 97. Irv Smith Jr. Negative 98. All right. So you think Kyle Rudolph is more worth a start than Irv Smith Jr.? Correct. Technically speaking, correct. Yes. By one whole point on the startometer. Yes. We, the startometer has plummeted to the to the Earth's core. It has. We're talking about that. It has. And for Houston, Deshaun Watson. I think this is a get right game for Deshaun Watson. I would say he's a nine. David Johnson? Nine. What uh, uh, is Duke Johnson? Is he playing this week? He's expected to. Yep. All right. I still think David Johnson's the the guy here. Duke Johnson's not on the injury report. I didn't think that. I just wanted to because if David, if Duke Johnson wasn't playing, then David would be would be an upgrade for yes. a lot of people. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I still I still very much have David Johnson though inside my um, my top twenty. He's my he's my RB seventeen. I had him I had him uh, two spots below Melvin Gordon, and then I had him one spot below uh, Mike Davis. Uh, Will Fuller is questionable. For this game, but oh, uh, what a surprise! Yeah, it's a hamstring injury. Oh, what a surprise! Bill O'Brien said he's going to be fine. That's a quote, and we'll practice on Friday. Okay, so yeah, Wolf Wolf is probably around a six. Brandon Cooks five, and now I guess we have to talk about the Texans' leading receiver, Randall Cobb. Oh yes, Randall Cobb. Uh, I guess we're just going to keep it up. Uh, six five four. <laughs> Is Darren Fells a three? He is a three. Yeah. Okay. And, and then Jordan Akins is a two. <laughs> and defense is a one. <laughs> and Kyrie Fairbairn is a zero. There you go. Yay. Yay. <laughs> no, nah, Jordan Akins is probably like a, there's not a tight end I'm even thinking about starting. All right. Next game, we're talking about your team, the Browns and the Cowboys. This is going to be a game. This game is good. This game, the over-under for this game, according to ESPN Pick Center, 56 points. I'm not surprised. This game's going to be a barn burner. Barn burner. Baker you Mayfield. Can't, you, can't, you can't be surprised, given yeah. that both of these teams just bleed points. So Baker Mayfield. Uh, five. Kareem Hunt will not, did not participate in Thursday's practice. With a Ooh. groin injury. Oh. He was not on the injury report Wednesday, was he? Um, I guess not. 
No, but then, then he had a groin injury in practice on Wednesday. Ooh, that's that's that is something to monitor for sure. Um, if he plays, I would say he's like a he's like an eight. And then Nick Chubb, I guess Nine. it's dependent on is that he's a ten if Kareem Hunt doesn't play. Yes, I assume. It, yes, he's yep. like probably like a fifteen actually. I would put Nick Chubb inside my top ten if Kareem Hunt is out. And then uh, Otto Beckham Jr. was also on the injury report. He is also on the injury report. He had a back issue. On he was limited in practice on Thursday. Interesting. Beckham, I would say, is probably a seven. It just depends on what other options you have. I think if you can guarantee me that Beckham gets ten targets in this game, then I would say Odell's like an eight or a nine. But I just don't see Odell Beckham getting 10 targets in this game. That's, that's part of the problem. I think if, if you have another option on your bench, y- you start him over Odell. Well, Dallas is pretty thin at corner. Very thin at corner. But the, the Cleveland Browns receivers have inspired little to no confidence. It's true. Speaking of Jarvis Landry. That's like, another one. Yeah. That's another one. Like, PPR five, non PPR four, and Austin then, Hooper three, Cleveland Browns two. <laughs> oh God, stop that! <laughs> no, Austin Hooper is probably good. If Austin Hooper's even going to play, yeah. Well, then it's it's up to David Njoku. Is he in there? I thought he was hurt. I don't, I don't even know. I didn't see him on the injury report. Oh, then maybe he is in there. I mean, the Browns are also getting are kind of thin at corner. You know, Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams were both limited on Wednesday. Well, Greedy Williams was limited on Wednesday, and then Denzel Ward did not practice on Wednesday. Yeah, David Njoku's on IR, so it's oh. uh, it's Harrison Bryant. Oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah, there's not a there's not a Browns tight end I, w- I would want to start. Yep, and then for the Cowboys, um, all their injuries are basically. They're, they're at very important positions. Tyron Smith was limited in Thursday's practice with a neck injury. Demarcus Lawrence did not practice on Thursday with the knee. And then Trayvon Diggs was limited on Thursday. Oh, boy. Uh, so, Dak Prescott. 10. Ezekiel Elliott. 10. Amari Cooper. 10. Mar- Michael Gallup. 10. CeeDee Lamb. 10. Dalton Schultz. 10. Tony Pollard. Nine million. No, Tony Pollard's like a two. Okay, good. I was testing. I'm like, is he going to say, is he just going to give every Cowboy a 10? I was no, testing I think, you. I, I think you fire up all your Cowboys this week. Genuinely. genuinely. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I have all three Cowboys receivers inside my top 24. And I would not be dealing with the defenses in this game. No. No, 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 no. No, okay, thank okay. you. Next game. This game. Whatever. This game's going to be a fucking blowout like crazy Baltimore and Washington coming off a loss Baltimore yeah against Washington oh my lord Jesus uh what's the record for points was it like 72 or something 79 72 set by uh these same Washington this same Washington football team well the the franchise it was set by their old team name which we don't say anymore because we are refined and reformed individuals in a championship game no less yes Anyway, the uh, the the Maryland Derby, I guess is what the, is what people over across the pond in England would call this game. True. Lamar Jackson. Ten. Uh, Mark Ingram. Five. 
J.K. Dobbins. Three. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Six. Mark Andrews. Seven. I need I need a definitive number, please. <laughs> um, I'll give him an eight. Eight. Okay. Interestingly enough, that was not one of the two numbers that you mentioned <laughs> in your slur. So I guess you had an epiphany in the in the half second between when I asked you and your response. <laughs> ah, I was having a moment. And then eight. <laughs> yeah. So for Washington, Dwayne Haskins. What did I say for Irv Smith? Negative 98? Yeah. Negative 127. Antonio Gibson? Uh, four. Terry McLaurin? Six. Well, actually, I think I should also mention J.D. JD McKissick, who had some got some usage as well. Two. Last week. Okay. Two. And then uh, Ian Thomas, or Logan Thomas, my bad. Um, seven. All right. And then Baltimore's defense is? Must start. Beautiful Must line. start. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Next game. Nolens heading to Ford Field. Saints-Lions. Mr. Drew Brees, the GOAT himself. Nothing? I, I know you're throwing the line in the water here. I'm just not going to bite. Nothing? Okay. Moving on. What's your, what's your uh, rating for Drew Brees here? Six. I would say it's an eight if Michael Thomas plays. Alvin Kamara? Ten. Taysom Hill? He should be fired out of a trebuchet. 100, uh, negative 157. That's my line. Well, I just took your line. You didn't take my line with the, with the Drew Brees thing, and now you're taking my line with this? Even though it's two different kinds of lines? I'll take your line when it's something that I could use. All right. Fire out a trebuchet for Taysom Hill. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've never heard of the word trebuchet before you said it. And I've heard trebuchet three separate times this week. It's a great, I mean, first of all, it's an amazing word. It is a very fun word to say. Second of all, it's a sick weapon. True. It's a catapult. It's like a, yeah. It makes you sound very sophisticated when you say it trebuchet it's better if you get someone with like an english accent to say it it's yeah like, should be fired out of a trebuchet good fire you had a trebuchet mate yep does that, does that, sound, that sound a little cockney a little, a little cockney. bit sound like you were you were on, on uh, arsenal fan tv for a second there <laughs> <laughs> oh actually oh, I, could, I could be i could be from merseyside though i could be from liverpool what are you talking about mate what are you talking about? Actually, you would have really been you're on having our, a piss, mate. You should have really, you would have really sounded like you were on AFTV if you uh, ended it with blood instead of mate. I'm a blood clot, young, <laughs> and like a blood clot, Zach. Fire him out of a trebuchet, blood. And then I could sound like I'm from, I'm from Liverpool when talk when talking about that that shit club. That was a disgrace. Of, that was a disgraceful football match, mate. It's a good Jeremy Carroll. Liverpool were pl- uh, played up and down the pitch. By the Mo way, Salah, Mo Salah, what's he having to think about? By the way, see in the quarters. See in the quarters. <laughs> we can't win. Yeah. All right, uh, Jared Cook. Moving on. 
back to uh, the stuff. Jared Cook, he's having a piss, mate. Having a piss in the corner. The alter ego from uh, Liverpool says Jared Cook is a five. Okay. And then uh, Michael Thomas, if he plays. If he plays. He's a 10. Mm, say he's like an eight. And then uh, Traquan Smith. Four. If Thomas plays, if he doesn't play, seven. All right. Any uh, any other receivers you want to talk about before we move on to uh, Detroit? Manuel, Manuel Sanders is like the same thing. Yeah. Four, four with, with Thomas, six without. And Latavius Murray is probably uh, five. Okay. Uh, Matt Stafford. Oh, almost forgot about one thing. Jared Cook may not play in this game. It He's just, questionable. Right now, the only healthy tight end on the Saints roster is Adam Troutman. Who? He's a rookie. Adam oh. Troutman. Fun fact, he was the last pick in my uh, keeper draft this year. Really? He was, he was Mr. Relevant. Mm-hmm. Adam, Adam Troutman. Troutman. Interesting. Where do you yes. go to school? Do you know? I couldn't tell you. Off the okay. top of my head. Fair enough. Off the top of my head. I I'm not going to put you on the spot. Uh, Matt Stafford, what's your what's his rating here? Um, Adam Trout went to Dayton. Oh, Stafford's probably a seven. Seven. Yeah, I'd rather start him over Drew Brees. Okay. What about the uh, the committee of Detroit? Thank God for that trade that we made because I now I'm rid of DeAndre Swift. We basically traded problems. Well, I'll be, out of Deion- I'll be out of DeAndre Swift in yeah. little to no time. Um, Swift's probably like a two. Carry-on's like a one. Peterson's like a f- five. And uh, looks like – is Kenny Galladay playing? I guess he yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like a seven. Is he getting the Marshawn Lattimore experience if he's Marshawn Lattimore to. plays? Yeah, he's going to. I have him as a top only. I have him only as a top twenty-four play this week. I'm not. I'm not super high on Galladay this week. All right, and then uh, Marvin Jones Jr. I actually like Marvin Jones this week. Like a six. All right, I would say six in non PPR, five in PPR. And then as like a flyer, uh, Danny Amendola, two. Okay. T.J. Hawkinson, eight. I have him as a top ten play this week. And then what about Saints, the defenses? The Saints bleed points to tight ends. Yeah. So this is a very, very good matchup for TJ Hawkinson. And then what about the defenses? In a bind, I would play the Saints. The Lions, I would not touch. Okie dokie. Arizona and Carolina. Starting with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray. 10. Kenyon Drake. Nine. But Chase this, has, is, this oh. is a big week for Kenyon Drake. Big, 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 big week. Chase Edmonds. Two. DeAndre Hopkins. Ten. Is Christian Kirk playing? I believe so. I was out last any- week. I have not heard anything to um, to say that he is in or out. He was, uh, yeah, so he was limited on Thursday. And uh, actually, DeAndre Hopkins didn't practice on Thursday at all. Yeah, so I, think Hopkins, I think Hopkins is fine, though. 
Yeah. I think I, I do think Kirk is gonna play. But with a groin that he has it's like a four. And then four. Um the tight ends you're not really no worrying about. Nope. Same with Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Fire him out of a trebuchet. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> uh Five. Mike Davis. Ten. Robbie Anderson. Seven. Do you hear that, Mr. Anderson? It's the sound of inevitability. Robbie Anderson is being hyped as number one wide receiver. (laughs) I would say he's more of a 1B to DJ Moore's 1A. Speaking of, what what are you looking at with DJ Moore? Seven. And then uh, Curtis Samuel. This is Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas. This is Ian Thomas, and he's at a one. Okay. And the defenses? Stay away. Okay. Stay away, but pick up the Cardinals defense when they play the Jets next week because they could be going up against Joe Flacco. Ooh, I really hope not. Yeah, the Cardinals will be a top five play for me next week. So beat the waiver wire, pick them up. Chargers. At Tampa Bay. This is a long trip for the Chargers. Yes, it is. And it's it's not going to look great. Uh, Justin Herbert. Four. I'll take it. I have to go to the review. I have to go to VAR and see. Take a look at the tapes. I heard a four. Let's go with four. <laughs> Four. Austin Eckler. <laughs> Eckler. Eh. Ten. Yeah. Joshua Kelly. Six. Justin Jackson. Negative 222. Fair enough. Keenan Allen. Nine. Mike Williams, if he plays. Four. Okay. And then... Hunter Henry. The Hall of Famer himself, Hunter Henry? He's Hall of Famer. I know, Adam would, I know what Adam would say. Adam would just say 15. 15. I would say 15 because that's my favorite number. Must play. Uh, yeah, I would say Hunter Henry's like a, 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 a nine, eight or a nine. Yeah. The Buccaneers is where it gets interesting. Real yes. interesting. Mm-hmm. So Tom Brady, Tom Brady's a start. He's a uh, yeah, or should I say he's a seven? That's funny. This guy's got jokes today. Yeah, he's he's a seven. The running back situation is where it gets interesting. Mr. Fournette. Not only did he not practice, he has he not practiced this week. He was not spotted at the early portion of Friday's practice open to the media. It's good news for Ronald Jones. Yes. Thanks, by the way. You're welcome. If Ronald Jones is the guy, I would say Ronald Jones is a six. You want to hear something? For, I just realized I just made I basically made my money back in that trade because now I have David Montgomery and Ronald Jones. True, but now you have Zeke, so I guess it, it evens out. Um, yeah. So I think if if Fournette doesn't play, Ronald Jones is like 
is like a six or a seven. I feel like yeah, I would I wouldn't have him in my top twenty four just because the Chargers run defense is very 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 good. Um, but yeah, he would be he would be like a, a startable flex. Yeah. Um, wide receivers is, are interesting. Um, Chris Godwin with a hammy. Now he was not spotted at the portion of Friday's practice that was yeah, open he's to media. probably out for two weeks. Yeah. And then, so that upgrades Mike Evans here. Yeah, but he's going to have a tough matchup against uh, Casey Hayward. So I would say Evans is, Evans is like a seven. Okay. I think he's a good start. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Miller? If he plays, he's questionable right now. He's dealing with um, a hip injury. He was spotted was... on the field in uh, Friday's okay. practice. All so. right. So then he's probably, yeah, he's probably like a six. PP, six in PPR. Yeah, I would say six in both, actually. And then uh, the tight end clusterfuck. Gronk is probably a four. OJ Howard's probably a three. Cameron Braid is probably a negative 223. Will Cameron Braid ever get another target again? Probably not. The world may never know. He needs to go play with his Harvard buddy, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. Anyway, so let's move on to the four o'clock games. We only have a couple to talk about because of the uh, the postponement. How many four o'clock games do we have this week? Three? Three. Oh, yeah. God. And they're all kind of – well, one of them is really good. And the other two are going to be shit shows. I, I mean, I think, I think Buffalo and Las Vegas might be good. That's the potential to be. But this, this, this game is going to be terrible. Uh, another New York team gets blown out in the 4 o'clock hour. Two weeks in a row. Let's go. Giants at Rams. Uh, Daniel Jones. Negative 235. Devontae Freeman. Negative 247. Uh, Deion Lewis, negative two hundred and seventy-five. Well, you know who's getting the the uh, the Jalen Ramsey experience, and that will be one Darius Slayton. Yep. And so Darius Slayton is probably like a one. Yeah. Yep. Golden Tate, two. Like a two. And then Evan Ingram, like a three. For the Rams, Jared Goff. This is a good spot start this week. I really do. Evans top twelve play, uh, seven. What's the Cam Akers situation? He's out. All right, at least trending that way. Yeah. And then Darrell Henderson, I think is a nine. really good play. Yeah, nine. Uh, Cooper top, Cup. He's a top fifteen okay. play for me this week. Yep. Cooper Cup. Uh, eight. Robert Woods. Eight. Tyler Higby. Ten. I think the one thing I'll say about the defenses. If you have the Rams defense, keep them for this week and next week because they're playing Washington next week. Oh, that's a good shout. Yeah. It's a good shout. I just realized that when I was looking at the schedule uh, because I have the Rams defense and they are playing Washington next week. So watch out. Yeah, keep Rams. The-, the Rams defense is a top three play from this week. Start them. Yep. Yeah, the only two defenses that I have higher than them, if I check my – uh, rankings. Oh, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Ravens higher than the Rams. The other interesting thing about next week that we can add into the waiver show on Tuesday is that next week is the start of the buys. Yep. So uh, the Packers are on by. Is one of the teams that I know that is on by. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Next game, New England at Kansas City. Game of the week. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a really good game. Cam Newton. Seven. James White. I go back and forth on this because 
something tells me that they ease him back in, but the other side of me says that they're going to make sure that he scores. That's a tough one, James White. Okay. I would say in PPR, a seven. In non-PPR, a four. All right. And then Sonny Michelle. Five. Rex Burkhead. Five. Nikhil Harry. Five. Um, anybody else fantasy relevant for the Edelman. receivers? Edelman. Edelman. Yeah. Eight. And then uh, tight ends? No. Patrick Mahomes. He likes to be called uh, Patrick. Uh, I don't know. He may have a down week this week. Maybe, maybe you consider sitting him. I don't know. Probably like a good call, Bird. Probably like a, uh, I don't know. Probably like a 10. Yeah. Just Ten. that. Just an average week for Patrick Mahomes 350 yeah. yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, he might struggle. Yeah. Ten. Real shame. <laughs> gotta, gotta feel bad for him. Uh, what, a, what a piece of shit that guy is. <laughs> Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I don't have Clyde Edwards Hilaire in my top 12 this week. So. I would say he's a six. Interesting. Um, what about who is getting the Stefan Gilmore experience? I would probably think it's going to be Watkins. Because I, be I just don't think Gilmore is going to, you know, go toe for toe with Tyreek Hill. That would be, that would be a big surprise to me. Bill Belichick's like, Hey, I got an idea. Let's shadow the team's fourth option in the passing game. I don't know if they want Tyree, uh, Stephon Gilmore to get cooked like that. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, I would say hit Tyree Kills probably is probably an eight. But it wouldn't surprise me if they just shut him down. It really wouldn't. I, I, will, I will say someone from the Chiefs is getting shut down in this game. And my, my gut tells me it's going to be Travis Kelsey. Yeah. He's still a 10. He's still a 10. You're, you're, you're starting him. But something tells me that the expectation should be lowered for Kelsey this week. Terry Kill has had some good games against New England. Yeah. Shall we say? Some. Yeah. yeah. Some. Uh, what about uh, Michael Hardman, Demarcus home Robinson? Run, home run play, all of them. Uh, three. Mm-hmm. Same thing for, for Watkins. I mean, if yep. Watkins gets shut down, then I guess he's probably going to be a one. We, if he yeah. gets shadowed. Mm-hmm. And then Kelsey is a 10 for you still. Yeah. Yeah, but I would lower expectations. All right. Next game, our penultimate game. Buffalo at Las Vegas. The Bills travel to the Death Star. Hopefully there's no exhaust port that you can, that can easily blow it up. Not with Josh Allen inside, I hope not. No. Some would say that Josh Allen is Luke Skywalker going up against John Gruden and Derek Carr, Darth Vader and the Emperor. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Star Wars recently. So, I mean, I mean that sort of mentality. I don't blame you. Great cinematic franchise. Yeah. Most of it is. The, the new ones can take a piss. Anyway, uh, so Josh Allen. Ten. Devin Singletary. I love Singletary this week. I love him. Uh, well, eight. Yeah, my question is, Zach Moss. That is the problem. And there's no follow-up. There's no, like, 
additional parts to the question. My question is just Zach Moss. I got five. And then for the receivers, Stefan Diggs. Hmm. Eight. Eight. Yeah. And uh, John Brown listed as a limited participant in practice on Thursday with a calf injury. If he plays, I'll give him a six. Cole Beasley. Four, but gets an upgrade if Brown is out. And then tight ends. Croft. Play a three. And then for the Raiders, Derek Carr. Five. Josh Jacobs. Eight. Henry Rugg, is Henry Ruggs playing? I guess he's he's not on questionable. the questionable. Questionable. Questionable, yeah. yeah. Uh, if he plays, I would say a five. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Brian Edwards didn't practice on Wednesday. Brian Edwards is out. Yeah. And so, yeah. Anybody yeah, else? Rugs, Rugs, I would say, is a five. Um, Hunter, Renfro, Hunter Renfro, I like a lot. I would say Hunter Renfro is probably like a seven. Yeah. And then Darren Waller. Seven. Okay. Cool. As far as the defenses, do you like uh, Buffalo? Buffalo's top five play for me this week. We didn't talk about the defenses for uh, Kansas City and New England because you shouldn't touch them. So Correct. We did not Correct. forget. I... We just know we don't want to waste our breath here. Correct. And we move on to the night game. Philadelphia going all the way to Santa Clara, California to play Nick Mullins and the 49ers. Did you see it? There was a rumor that was spread last night that Jalen Hurts was named the star. Yeah, I did see that. Did you see the totally not a rumor, but a fact that the Eagles only have one healthy wide receiver? I did see that. That's <laughs> quite funny. You, you, you think. You'd think that it would be a rumor, but it's not. It, it's real. Painfully real. Oh, my Lord. You know, I thought Sam Darnold had problems with his lack of weapons. Clearly, I need to check my privilege. <laughs> Oh, my on. Carson Check Wentz. your privilege in the year of our Lord, 2020. <laughs> Carson Wentz. Five. That may even be a little high. Got a lot of receivers to go through here. Alshon Jeffrey was a non-participant in Thursday's practice. John Hightower. John T- Hightower, non-participant in Thursday's practice. Deshaun Jackson, didn't partici- not participating on, in Friday's practice. Um, Miles Sanders should be good to go, according to Doug Peterson. So that's good news. And, yeah, so that's all the wide receivers. Also, uh, three-fifths of their offensive line is questionable as well. So there you go. Anyway, uh, Miles Sanders is good to go. Looks like it. Where is he for you? Uh, Seven. And then for the receivers – there's not a single Eagles receiver that I'm sorry. Okay. That that makes it easy. For the 49ers. Ertz. Oh, yeah, Ertz. Ertz. Goddard's Nine. out. Nine. And especially with Goddard being out. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. For the 49ers, uh, John Lynch said that Jimmy G could play on Sunday night if he is able to practice on Friday. 
I highly doubt he does. Yeah, I I agree with you. So Nick Mullins. Six. Raheem Mostert did not participate in Thursday's practice. Um, yeah, it's going to be McKinnon and Wilson again. Okay, cool. So we have that. And then as far as the receivers, uh, Kendrick. Oh, Bowen, you're not going to ask me the start meter for McKinnon or Wilson? Well, I mean. Are you discriminating against the San Francisco 49ers running backs, saying that they are not worthy of being on the start-o-meter? No. What are they? What are their ratings on the start-o-meter? Non-PPR. McKinnon's a five. Wilson's a seven. In PPR, Will, uh, McKinnon's a seven. Wilson's a five. Okay. And now the receivers. Kendrick Bourne. One. Brennan Ayuk. Six. Um, it looks like George Kittle is going to play. Yeah, it does. So, George Kittle. Nine. And then, if God forbid George Kittle doesn't play, Ross Dwelly. Seven. Okay. And if he does, obviously he's like a one or a zero. Correct. Yeah. And then, you like the 49ers defense? Yep. Yep. Their start. All right. On Monday, we were talking about the game between the Falcons and the Packers. And we will be talking about all of these games that ha- that will be happening on Sunday. And we'll have some reactions on uh, all the fantasy performances. With that being said, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show as well as the Vanilla Basement Talk Podcast and the Quizvitational on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon. For my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I am Adam Caster, and we will talk to you next time on the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Bye-bye. <laughs>